Sorry. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. We got a great one for you today. We're going to be joined by the team behind the Flower Girls, a very popular NFT collection that's attracted some big name celebrities. And they also signed a deal that could be bringing those NFTs to movies and TV shows and more media outlets soon. So we'll dive in later on about the Flower Girls. Brian and I will also be breaking down some top NFT news. We're going to be talking about how you can get shares of a popular NFT for only $7 tomorrow. We'll also take a look at a couple roadmaps and a very uh, exciting new collaboration between some uh, top NFTs that we've actually interviewed before on past episodes. Don't go anywhere, guys. This is The Roadmap. everyone this is the roadmap ben zinga's nft show as i said we got a great one today we got the flower girls and some top news and headlines before we get started today i do want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor today's episode is sponsored by ftx us one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users the ftx app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and nfts no transaction or withdrawal fees from you can use your phone or computer and the FTX US trading platform offers NFT trading on both the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. You can find out more and sign up for your own FTX account by clicking on the link in the description below and it is also pinned to the chat right now. Uh, another quick shout out to our friends at FTX. And guys, if you're joining us right now live, go ahead and leave a comment. Let us know um, in the chat that you are here, you're live, you're ready to go, you're excited about the Flower Girls. If you're watching this on replay or listening to the podcast, we love you as well. Thank you for the support. And you can always hit up Brian and I both on Twitter. Without further ado, I think it's time to bring on my co-host, Ben own Brian Moore. Brian, what's going on, buddy? Oh, uh, just living the dream with old Coney Island over here. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> for today. I'll show you guys what I mean. But yeah. Yeah, I'm let's see an update on that dog. There he is, old cone boy. Got the old cone shame going on. He got his uh, old ball snip, so... He's a little tired right now. I, I mean, he's being a I, good boy. I think I would be too, but that's probably uh, yeah, you know, I a topic a for, uh, camper. I know for another time. But uh, um, Brian, we, we got a big one today. And, you know, we've been highlighting this all week. Um, super excited that, you know, we have the Flower Girls team joining us later on today's episode. That's a big project and also timely because they got lots of news to talk about, right? They got that deal with Dolphin Entertainment, which we will actually be joined by. Um, and I also thought I saw that they are going to be a launch partner uh, on the new Coinbase NFT marketplace. So we'll be able to dive into that as well. So exciting things ahead. They'll join us in a little bit. So stay tuned, everyone. 
Brian, let's get into some news and headlines here. Just wanted to give a quick update. Um, you know, one of the projects we talked about yesterday that I said, you know, had an updated roadmap coming was Bubblegum Kids. Uh, at the time, I said I didn't know the timing. I do have an update. We will be unveiling that roadmap 2.0 at 3 o'clock Eastern time today. That's when our show will be over. And then they'll be doing a Twitter Spaces after that. So again, this is one I've been watching from the sidelines, a project I used to own. Um, I'm excited to see what Roadmap 2.0 brings, and we will get that announcement later today. Um, Brian, what do you think? You know, NFT is a massive global audience. Is there any advantage over, you know, one particular time of the day to, you know, unveil big news like this? It, it seems like you, you can't really win, you can't really lose because, you know, such a global audience always tuning in. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, whoever figures that out first will um, <laughs> be the most successful project out there. The million dollar question, right? Uh -huh. All right. Well, let's get into uh, a couple other projects we've had on past episodes. <clears throat> I saw an update from uh, Doge Pound about their NFT worlds. Um, if we can pull that up on the screen. You know, Brian, we've been talking a lot about these virtual lands, right? And the Sandbox mm -hmm. and Decentraland have been the big two, right? In terms of valuation, in terms of users. But I am starting to see a big shift. I'm starting to see some of these projects that I know and love uh, turn to NFT worlds. And I think a lot of it is because of the use case and how you can kind of customize your, your own entire land, right? Not just a square or a block within the sandbox ecosystem, you get this whole area to yourselves and your users. So as we scroll th through here, Brian, this is what Doge Pound's doing with their NFT world's land. I mean, yeah. it, it looks massive and it just looks really cool. And, you know, uh, for Doge Pound owners, it, it's pretty exciting. What do you think of this new map that they rolled out? I think it's pretty cool. <clears throat> it's really exciting to see, you know, give a, a lot more, uh, I guess, depth in what really this will all become. So I think that's really neat. I like yeah, it. definitely. And they said, uh, Doge Found going to take over NFT World's newest outline below on what we're in the process of making. That is the image on the screen. All the latest updates are in our Discord if you want to see what it currently looks like. And then, Brian, I also saw an update from our friends uh, Crypto Dads um recently they were talking about their nft worlds that they're building right and this is my favorite part you know maybe i'm biased because i own one a ton of exciting <laughs> stuff going on right now and it's time to make a formal announcement we will be staking our nft world and airdropping the world yield that is generated to our crypto dad and crypto mom holders so brian uh what do you make of that you know these teams that are building out in the virtual worlds you know, they can earn the token and they can choose to either keep that, you know, use it for a pool, um, a community, you know, uh, fund, or they can give it back to their users. So in this case, Crypto Dads is going to airdrop it back. I also heard that you'll be able to kind of earn it as you, you know, play and interact in their NFT worlds. What do you make of this from Crypto Dads? <clears throat> I think that you'll get a little surprise soon. Um, I think that I, I like this project a lot. I like the artwork. Um, I think I said that when they first came on. I think that was my first time on. Uh, the that roadmap. was that was your cameo first appearance <clears throat> ever on the roadmap. 
Yeah. Um, I like this project, like the group of guys I've done, um, my own thing with them before too. I mean, uh, yeah, but anything they do, I'm, I'm more, more than supportive of and happy about. So I like it. De definitely. All right. Well, Brian, I'm excited for this next topic. It's one we've talked about several times on the show. Um, we even hit on it yesterday, fractional investing through some mm -hmm. of these platforms, right? Yesterday's news was that public.com was acquiring Otis. Today, we're going to talk about Rally Road for a minute. That's one that I've actually um, been able to invest in several NFTs through their platform. Brian, they have a World of Women NFT hitting the platform tomorrow that will be traded as shares, right? So if you are a Rally user... Um, you can actually buy shares for $7, right? So instead of paying mm -hmm. the current floor price, which is 7.3 ETH or around $19,000 for a world of women, you can get in for as low as $7. Um, you know, of course, you can buy as many shares as you want or are available. Sometimes they do cap the number of shares. Um, but this particular world of women, it's number 2221. Um, it has dark purple background, that's 9%, queen's dress, 4%, uh, green straight eyes, 4%, black mask, 4%, uh, finger waves hairstyle, 4%, uh, purple lips color, 20%, slightly open mouth, 17%, golden bib necklace, 3%, and a medium olive skin tone, 10%. So Brian, that's a lot of traits. Um, which mm -hmm. does make it, you know, more rare than some, but none of those traits are particularly, you know, extremely rare, right? You heard me say a couple 3%, a couple 4%. Um, so the listing of $7 a share values this asset at $28,000 USD. And the floor price on World of Women right now is 19000 So you are paying, you know, it seems a bit of a premium here, right, yeah. to, you know, buy the fractional shares. So what do you make of this? You know, is that warranted? Um, will we see this trade <laughs> above $7 because, you know, it, it comes across as a low entry point? Um, what do you think of this particular World of Women asset on Rally tomorrow? So one thing that will have to happen in order for this to be like profitable is <clears throat> you are banking that the value of the asset goes up uh, exponentially more than it, it would if you had it on OpenSea, of course. And since you only have fractional shares, you, you, you're only making a kind of a smaller profit margin. And, uh, you know, it, I think that it's still a good thing. I think that it's, uh, I guess acceptable is not really the word I'm looking for, but understood that, you know, you're going to be having to pay a premium in order to get the fractional share to make it worth everyone's while kind of thing. And it's going to take longer to get an ROI on something like this, but I think it is worth it. And I think this is a good way to get into it. If you don't have, you know, 19 to 50 ETH in your wallet, like hardly anyone does. Um, this is a great way to be a part of this community and actually say like, Hey, I do own a piece of, a really, really crazy, amazing project. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at, right? Is that um, I'll be looking to buy shares for $7 tomorrow. And, you know, am I going to be able to flip them, you know, right away for a profit? Probably not. But to me, it's a long-term bet. And it's my way to be able to get into a project like this, you know, maybe for $100 instead of, you know, 19000 And yeah, I won't own a full NFT, but I'll still be involved. 
I'll still be able to capture gains, you know, if they do a TV show or movies, right? They have that partnership with Hello Sunshine. Um, yeah, we got Morton in the chat saying cheaper gas. That is the thing. You don't have to pay gas. You just pay your $7 per share. Um, so, you know, yeah, another... Uh, 14 ETH. Come on, guys. I mean, he's right. It's, it's nothing. Yeah, and... You know, so it, it's interesting though, Brian. I've bought a couple uh, Crypto Punks, Board uh, <laughs> Ape, and Mutant Ape shares on Rally, right? And the majority of them have gone up once they started trading. I remember when they uh, launched a Crypto Punk on the platform, they actually did it lower than the floor price. And I interviewed the founder and said, Hey, are you going to change the price now that Crypto Punks have gone up? And he said, No. That's the price we told people, and we want to get pe people, you know, into NFTs that maybe couldn't get in before. So they did a two-share limit, and that CryptoPunk asset is up like 300% or something, you know. So mm -hmm. um, it, it's amazing, and, you know, I think it's uh, just a great way to get beginners into the space. So for anyone out there, you know, who's new to the NFT space or you don't have as much money, I, you know, would encourage you, do your own research, take a look at some of these fractions sites so rally tomorrow launching this world of women seven dollars a share um we'll give you an update next week i'm assuming it's going to sell out again even above the floor price because these ones that you know are popular they usually have high demand on there and as i've said before world of women is a project i've been looking at for a long time so definitely excited about this tomorrow brian Right before the show started, I, I had in my notes, um, I saw a friend of the show, Ashira, um, from the Toy Boogers program, tweet out earlier today that she was so excited about an announcement that Toy Boogers was going to make, right? And we've mm -hmm. had the team behind Toy Boogers on a show before, and they announced a new project, Brian, and this is just so massive and so cool. So look at that on the screen. Uh, Kit Bash Boogers, an upcoming epic collab collection between Toy Boogers, Cool Cats, Dead Fellas, and Robotos. Holy cow, Brian. Four great projects. They're doing these NFTs together. Um, they did a post about this. And let me just share some of the details. It's a first-of-its-kind collaboration based on mixing and mashing traits from four of the hottest projects into our super cute, super wacky, and super gnarly collection called Kitbash Boogers. Kitbashing is the process of combining and mixing toys or models from different kits to make an entirely new creation. Um, this is awesome. It's going to be a collection of 1,111 one-of-one NFTs. The target drop date is the end of April, um, and this will be available 100% allow list based. So my guess is it's going to go to holders of those four projects, via giveaways. Look at these pictures, Brian. I mean, it's taking traits from all four. I mean, you can yeah, tell right really there cool. a dead fella head, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> these just look awesome. And I love the fact that these four teams are working together. Look at that. Look at that. Like, look at that cool cat head. We got the toy booger, you know, unicorn. Uh, it, it just looks so sweet. Like, these are amazing. Yeah, I like these a whole lot. I, I think this is one of the the bigger announcements for this week, and I like it. So, Brian, then we got to get of, we got to get, of course, it. to the the supply issue we may have. Right? There's only going to be a thousand one hundred eleven. Um, what's going to happen? <laughs> right? <laughs> Sell out within seconds. 
Yeah, I, I mean, that's going to be the the thing here, right, is I think everyone would love to get in on this. Um, but unfortunately, we're going to see, um, you know, uh, a possible supply issue. I do like the fact they're going to do allow list, right, which means, I, I mean, my guess is that all, all four collections will get a certain number to uh, put on the white list. Um, but we'll get more details on that. But it could provide some value here if you are an owner of one of these four projects, right? So I haven't looked to see if the floor price did go up on these other projects, but I would imagine that they're going to get some interest. Um, and this is just, I mean, another great example, Brian, as we've talked a lot over the past couple of weeks of artists supporting artists, teams supporting teams, and just really growing, you know, communities and working together. I think it's so much easier to do something like this versus, you know, going after each other for, for, you know, different traits or, you know, imitation or, you know, other items like that. So the fact that they can use traits, you know, from um, uh, each other's projects, uh, I, I just think it's really cool. And I did drop the link there in the chat. It looks like we dropped it a couple times because hmm. we did have someone asking for, for the link. So there it is. Go check out Toy Boogers if you have not already. And again, they were on a past episode. You can go back and watch that interview as well. Brian, let's look at that image right there. So we like to play this game, right? So there are 12 on the screen. And we'll, we'll even let Alyssa play from the background, too, or if she wants mm -hmm. to, you know, come on again. Uh, well, that's completely up to her. But, Brian, look at those 12. Let's pick out, you know, maybe our favorite two or three each. So uh, let's see. I think I got – I've got – oh, I got four. I don't know if I can narrow it down. Um, I'm going to do four, Brian. You want me to go first? Uh, yeah, because I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I don't know uh, if I can – specifically say I, I like <clears throat> one more than any of the others all right so i am gonna go my favorite i like the um top number three the dead fella head with the um the, the horns the maroon background yeah i like the cool cat skateboard bottom left as my number two i like the unicorn poop top second one as my number three and I like the Roboto with the flame bottom left number two as my number four. Those are my top four. It's it's hard to pick here, guys. I wish uh, we who, could on who here. wants to go next, Brian or Alyssa? Uh, I'll let uh, Alyssa go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, hmm. I like the the bottom left skateboard. Yes. It's a good one. Top left zombie okay. cat. Yeah, and then. Hmm. I like the uh, the dead fellas gorilla. What is that on his head? Magic. I like that one. I like that one. And then and then okay, one more. Um, the chicken. I'm gonna agree with Vicky. She says she yeah, likes the and, chicken too. <laughs> yeah, and we do have Vicky backstage from the Flower Girls, and she said that the chicken one is her favorite. So you're you're getting some different opinions here, which we love. Uh. Uh, Alyssa, thanks for sharing those. Uh, Brian, over to you now right. if you can make your selections. I like the chicken too. Okay. Um, I so like I'm the, the odd one out here. <clears throat> yeah. <Chicken's> good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I like the, I'm not sure what the hell it is, but I like the one at the very bottom uh, right corner, the praying mantis or, yeah. or yeah. whatever it is. I do like that. I like that one. Uh, and then the one with the, uh, 
God, I'm 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 an old man now. I can barely see. Uh, <laughs> I like the one with the. I can't tell what's in it, but like the the rocket where he's like, uh, I don't know if it's TV, a microwave, or yeah, the Roboto. Yep, yep. Yeah. The bottom left, hamster. number two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is, is that, that a hamster? It's is got a little hamster in it. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. That's okay. Riveting YouTube right here. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. This one. This oh one. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was my that was my number four. Yeah, I love hamster. that one. Oh, I like him even more. Yeah. Yeah. That's my fave definitely. Oh, and that's Mitch's fave. We got Money Mitch yeah. in the chat hey. saying the, ha- the hamster is his fave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh shout out to Mitch. Um, man, it is hard to pick on these guys. Brian, did you pick three or four? I don't even remember now. I think I picked three. I don't uh what does it matter? Uh, uh <laughs> pick top, one more. Yeah, the top one with the the unicorn poop. Okay, yep. So we agreed on a couple. Okay. This is sweet. I gotta figure out how to get on how to get on this list. Um, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to hit up some of these teams and uh, see what we can do because these are these are just sweet. So awesome. All right. Well, let's see. I think we got uh, one or two more topics before we bring the team on. It looks like we're starting to get them joining in the background here. Brian, I saw news out. Um, that a new NFT fund was recently launched. So Chris Dixon and Mark Anderson, who are both with Anderson Horowitz, which is a big uh, fund, they are backing a $30 million new fund that's exclusively investing in NFT art. So this is going to be called Curated, devoted to buying and holding NFT artwork. Um, it also includes backers that uh, Alexis Ohanian, right, the co-founder of Reddit, Mm -hmm. Um, is among the investors. And it said that they are going to invest half of the fund in blue chip NFTs, including popular projects like CryptoPunks, ArtBlocks, and Bored Apes, as well as works from popular artists selling singular NFT works. Brian, this is a pretty big deal. $30 million devoted to invest in NFTs and part of that going to blue chips. Um, One of the calls earlier, you know, last year, was that, you know, we were seeing heavier investment from, you know, some hedge funds and some big investors in the NFT space, right? Not just, you know, crypto enthusiasts or NFT enthusiasts. Do you think we continue to see these big name investors kind of buy and hold, you know, as a long-term bet on the growth of some of these blue chips? Oh, yeah. Um, it, it just shows how sustainable this market is and how sustainable NFTs are as a whole. Yeah, we're going to continue continue to see more institutional investors dive in and get more and uh, hopefully don't price us all out. But honestly, I don't think it'd be a bad thing if we have some of these, uh, these big name people buying out all these projects and just getting more names on the map. You know, I, I love it. I'm very positive. Today. I think I've said, I liked everything that we've talked about today, but yeah. it's all good news. I mean, I love this space. I'm very passionate about this space. And I think right now we're in the, the best time uh, for it. So I'm all about it. Yeah. And you know, that reminds me, I did see um, uh, Julian Klamachko, a friend of uh, Benzinga's. He used to be on SPACs attack with me uh, several times. He has several ETFs in Canada um, for SPACs and arbitrage investing. He was launching an NFT fund. I think the minimum buy-in was like 10,000 and it was essentially going to be a fund to pool together, you know, that money, um, to invest in some of these NFT projects, like you know your crypto punks, um, you know your bored apes and others. So, 
Um, it's just exciting times, I think, for, you know, these NFTs that are, you know, delivering, they're sustainable, they're creating great communities. And I think we're just going to see more and more investors. And of course, to see a big name, you know, fund like Anderson Horowitz get involved. They've made a lot of big investments in the crypto space, Brian. I know they were early oh, yeah. to, you know, Coinbase and a lot it. of the other platforms. So that is a big, big deal. And also, you know, Alexis Ohanian, he has been a big investor in the space too. So to have him, you know, attach his name along and throw in some money, I think uh, bodes well for that project. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll see Reddit itself, uh, like as a company, get more involved into it. And hopefully we'll see them. They, they did do a little NFT project, but uh, everyone was priced out and I thought it was a little ridiculous. I think they tried too hard. Um, but I hopefully we'll see a lot more encouragement from them for the space as a whole and not really them trying to do their own thing, but rather just bring more people up and help out by investing in the right places. Yeah. And, you know, it's an it's another example, right, of these funds maybe someday offering access, um, you know, to small investors to get in where you're able to spend, you know, a little bit of money and then get, you know, exposure to all those different NFTs. So, you know, I like that uh, exposure as well. Um, Brian, it's, it's about that time. It looks about like we time. now have everybody um, ready to go here. So the puppies are ready. The, the, the puppies ready. ready. We, we've had a great show so far. We were able to get through, you know, a lot of news items and, of course, talk about, you know, that collab, which was fun, you know, picking out some some favorite some favorite traits. Um, and, you know, that's something we're going to be able to do here in a minute. Uh, I'm excited that we are bringing on, you know, the Flower Girls team. And I was able to write an article um, on Benzinga when they announced a partnership with Dolphin entertainment, which is going to help, you know, power them uh, in the media and entertainment space and also talk about, you know, some of their big uh, celebrity names that own this project, which is something, you know, you and I talk about a lot, Brian. What do you think? Is it time to bring on the Flower Girls team here? Mm -hmm. Run through. Let's do it. All right. Well, we are going to have a crowded screen here, but we're going to bring on everyone here. So uh, welcome to... Uh, the roadmap. We have Vicky, we have Jem, we have Constantine, and we have Ooh, Bill yeah. O'Dowd from Dolphin Entertainment. Welcome to the Gary's roadmap, everyone. All right, guys. Well, we are so excited to get into this. This is a project that, you know, the more I hear about, I just get, you know, more and more excited. And we love talking to teams on this show. So up first, we're, we're going to try to get to everyone here through most of these questions. Um, I want to know what everyone's starting experience was in NFTs and crypto. How long have you been, you know, in the crypto and the NFT space? Or was the Flower Girls your first exposure? Um, so on my screen, we'll just start here with uh, Vicky. I knew I was going to have to go first. <laughs> <laughs> first one here. So you get the first question, right? Yeah, well, I can blame all my degening and uh, the W3 experience down to uh, my, my OG friend, Gary Vaynerchuk. So uh, once he started looking into vFriends and he kind of uh, messaged a few of us that had taken part in one of his 4Ds and he said that, you know, it was going to come out and, and we should all really look into it. And I basically ignored that like I do. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm over 50. What do I know about crypto? And 
and then did the usual thing, which is as it got closer to the time, the, the panic of trying to learn in like 48 hours what I needed to learn to kind of take part and the level of FOMO. That was probably my first experience in an NFT space of what FOMO really means um, mm. because you were kind of on your own back then, back May. There wasn't anyone I could ring up or call and say, what, you know, what's a MetaMask and what happens if I click that this? And, uh, yeah, so it was kind of learning on my own and, and was lucky enough to kind of get in with be friends. Um, and then pretty much after that, it just kind of spiraled pretty quickly. I I had managed to persuade my husband that the little bit of savings that we had, I'd use on be friends. So that was like kind of, he's like oh, okay it's gary yeah i get it i get it and then i think it was about four weeks i went hey hun i know we've got like a little tiny bit of savings left but like i've really seen this um well it's a jpeg of an ape <laughs> and and then he was like uh okay and and it obviously has it's been proved to be right that my kind of uh, uh resources in the background of doing my research having a, a board ape yacht club uh has been kind of onwards and upwards into kind of the space in general but yeah i don't want to give too much because there's so many stories but there's there's other people that have exciting journeys as well awesome we love it vicky over to you gem what was your uh, first experience like for crypto and nfts oh hi thanks for having us um so unfortunately i watched the friends but was i didn't have a wallet so i basically all roads lead to Gary, as I often say. Um, I was studying it because of music, probably from the beginning of 2021. Um, and I was, you know, listening to him and trying to figure it out. Like, I better understand this. I need to get in this space. It looks really interesting. And um, so I watched all of the minting and the Dutch Dutch auction. Like, what is, what is this? And studied it. I felt really good about that, that I was researching and that. But um, it really wasn't until I saw Vivara's art it really was like off my husband and I buy NFTs together and um, it was just the fine art. I think it was so stunning and arresting that when we saw it, it was like, this is the thing. And I actually have to say that before that, I, I didn't quite get it. You know, a lot of people don't get it until you actually buy one. And then it's like Narnia or something. You just go through a door and you get it completely. Um, but interestingly, uh, before that, um, I actually saw in Vivara's tweet, she thanked Gary for buying her one of ones. And so that's literally how I found her. It thankfully just came up and I saw it and went, well, who's Vivara? And I followed her and then we, she followed me back and we DM'd and I found out about the Flower Girls. And so then we were there from Mint and later joined the team and just so thrilled. Awesome. And let's go over to uh, Constantine here. How about you, NFTs and crypto, uh, first uh, interest in the space? Um, right. And thank you so much for having us. Um, so crypto, I've been playing with for quite a number of years. Um, I used to run a digital agency in London. So we, we you know, we're always exposed to, you know, all things tech and crypto. So, you know, I had Bitcoins and ETH and so on. And um, NFTs, I think it was January 2021, my wife came to me and said, um, you know, I follow the guy and he's talking about people and Trevor Jones, and you should check it out. And um, it was not until in February that I finally listened to my wife. It was the first time in five years that I regret not listening to my wife sooner. And uh, so I started with Nifty Gateway. I collected, um, once again, Trevor Jones, Pack, um, 
some of the what who we now call OGs, and then I tried um, NBA Top Shot. I tried um, Vive. Um, still had a lot there actually, um, and um, then sort of moved to OpenSea. And uh, at some point, um, I'm not really into sci-fi, um, and there was a lot. I mean, most of it at the time was sci-fi and 3D, and you know, it was too too much for me. I thought, you know, it would be great to have some illustrators in the space. And um, I thought, you know, how about I go do sort of a crypto art incubator and get some physical artists to help them, you know, move to the NFT space, help them, you know, set up and um, Bavara had illustrated a book for my um, father's publishing house back in um, 2016, 2017. Um, and I thought, you know, I'd reach out. And I reached out to a few artists, actually, but I you know, took, got stuck with Bavara because she had so much work. It took us a couple of months to just sort through the archives, you know, thousands and thousands of artworks, you know, illustrations, collage, animation. And um, that was that. We decided to, you know, I'll help her set up. We launched her um, Twitter account in I think, end of June 2021. Zero followers. Um, did some Instagram. And then, you know, she was invited to foundation um, by um, Allo Art, who's, I think, the biggest selling artist on foundation. Um, at, well, you know, has been for a while. And um, <clears throat> that's how it started. And we did her first sort of mini collection, which was the, the Impossible Creatures, um, sold out you know, incredibly well. And uh, we um, then started thinking, you know, should we do a 10K? And I remembered seeing somewhere in my archives these 17 um, flower girls. And, you know, the original ones were children, so based on children of her friends. Um, some of them were on the spectrum. Um, so, you know, real, you know, real fe facial features of real children. And they had flowers coming out of their heads. So I thought, you know, that's amazing. You know, we could do something with that. And then obviously we decided not to use the original children for various reasons. But so the girls in the current 10K collection are sort of grown up. They're flower you know, ladies, flower women, perhaps. But, uh, and that was that. So August, we had this idea. And then September, October, we, we, we launched the Twitter account. And we, we were very lucky to have a very strong team um, around us. Um, you know, um, it was Mantis, Robert, who I was watching. Um, we had Kira, all around Artsy. Um, we had, and then, you know, more people joined, obviously, Jem, Vicky. And these were all sort of very much organic um, Editions because they were collectors uh, and you know very engaged Discord members first and only then um, team members um, and then Ryan um, who is here somewhere but um, so yeah and that was that and we were very lucky to have Gary's support uh, um, and he helped us you know get through um, you know the, the early stages and um, so that that that's the story. <laughs> Awesome. And uh, last but certainly not least here, Bill, um, before we get into the questions here about Dolphin, just, you know, your early interest in crypto and NFTs uh, prior to the Flower Girls. Sure. And yeah, thank you for having us all on, of course. As, as the other said. And it, it was it dates back to last February, I think, for us um, through our music PR uh, agency, a lot of the early introductions were, were made through music clients of ours, and we were getting incoming calls to experiment with NFTs from a publicity and marketing side. 
and uh, NBA Top Shot was quite popular, as we all probably remember. And since I'm seven feet tall and played college basketball, it spoke to me. And we announced we would we would start a dedicated NFT division within Dolphin last March. So we've we've been at it a while and and really enjoying the space. Awesome. Well, you know, I was going to ask about you know, how, how the team came together, but you guys really filled in the blanks for me, um, you know, and that behind the scenes look at, you know, getting this project off the ground and, you know, bringing the, the art to life here. So I think I'm going to kick it over to Brian for the next round of questions here. Uh, well, um, yeah, I will go uh, straight over to Bill. So um, what did... Uh, how did you guys make the jump into NFTs for Dolphin Entertainment? Like, how did you like just decide to move on over? And you were pretty much the forefront of that before any other of these major companies were jumping in and being public about it. You guys were, you know, headlining it. What made you guys do that? Well, that's very kind of you to say, Brian. I appreciate it. And I got to know that puppy's name. Oh, this is Benny. <laughs> man uh, he just got neutered so he's a little out of it but his cone was getting in my face so um oh this is Vinny. well Vinny's awesome Uh, he's a good boy he's a rascal uh if you want it sometimes you can just come on over take care of him (laughs) don't tempt me um (laughs) well with us um uh we were we're blessed We, we we have um high profile clients across most sectors of entertainment, uh, movies, film, music, video gaming. And when we were looking for areas that we could, our marketing could help influence the likelihood of success, the early NFT market seemed like it was almost built for something we could do well. You know, it's because we have access, we think to really cool content. We can, hopefully participate in things that are are just awesome a flower girls being a perfect example right um and and we can bring some community benefits to it with all types of fun offers and giveaways and even sweepstakes that that range to some really cool access to the worlds we live in in the film tv music side again and then you know quickly what's going to happen in the nft space is you see it now. I think it, it's even the best of collections are going to need, you know, sophisticated teams to market them. And you've got over a million NFTs for sale today as we talk on this. And so, you know, we're used to having to market premier, you know, premium Netflix shows, Apple shows, Amazon shows, HBO Max shows. And in, and in those carousels, you know, we all know how the consumer can get lost. And so to break through that clutter and, and present something really premium like flower girls is then that's something we have experience with and that's what got us excited awesome so um on that kind of note what do you think that uh you kind of answered this but maybe more in depth what do you think that nft or non-fungible tokens will do for the entertainment industry as a whole like say movie tickets or memorabilia or collectibles and stuff like that where do you see all this kind of playing its own part in um the entertainment space Oh, some of those conversations, Brian, are just the best we're having every week, right? Yeah. You know, because we, we kind of bridge it in our mind. We have we have something close to a thousand traditional entertainment clients, right? So in every you can imagine the musical artist, Jem could speak to this, um, the studios, the gaming publishers, all thinking about 
how to use Web3 to enhance the customer experience. And we're there helping figure out from a marketing side <clears throat> how to create those types of products in the, in the calendar. Conversely, we've got over two dozen native Web3 uh, clients now. You know, that's everything from metaverse companies to NFT production companies and and how to bridge those two worlds. I, you know, early applications, what you just said will be so true. Uh, you know, tickets to concerts, tickets to sporting events, they'll be delivered in NFTs, um, sure. But what, what we what we're thinking about actively is, okay, what's the biggest differentiating factor of Web3 versus Web2? To us, it's that you know the ownership at any point in the future, right? So if we sold a ticket on an internet site today to our client, Bruce Springsteen's concert, we don't know who that person sold it to or mm -hmm. the person sold it afterwards, right? But on, on with the blockchain Web3, we know. So then we can mm -hmm. deliver benefits both to the original holder and whoever owns it now at a point in the future. Well, that gives us a whole range of things to think about in terms of providing community benefits to flower girls, the holders of flower girls today, the holders of flower girls next month and the holders of flower girls this summer. And then you start putting our world of entertainment because most consumers like pop culture, some form of it, right? Well, then you can do all types of fun things like two people get an all access, you know, all expense paid trip to Comic-Con, um, which we can walk them backstage with our clients or special screening of the next insert here, one of our franchise movies. And that type of thing really, we think, builds a great online community, people that want to engage year round. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that that's what I've been preaching this ever since I found out about NFTs and I've been, I've been waiting for a major company or, you know, a sort of institution to incorporate this and be excited about it as I am. So that that's awesome. I do want to throw this question to the Flower Girls team and say, like, where do you guys see NFTs playing a role in entertainment and where do you think you guys can fit in? I know you already are, but maybe kind of uh, expand on your role right now and where you see NFTs going in the future. Um, I was just going to say, as far as with the partnership with Dolphin, why we're so excited because it's so aligned is, is bringing NFTs into real life, you know, as everyone's talking about, but like Bill saying um, specifically for, you know, we work with, you know, children's charities and donating. It's a big part of the Flower Girls. So being able to take it into children's books, you know, like, preschool, whether it's preschool or animation, children's shows where, you know, and merchandise um, that's all very meaningful and there will be a charity component in real life too, um, is all very exciting to us. And there's plenty of other things like collaborations with fashion brands and, um, you know, so, and as Bill said, all the utility and tokenomics and it's just kind of limitless, but we're just going to kind of have this massive list and then figure out like he was saying, it's not it's not a one year plan. It's like a five, 10, 20 year plan. And yeah, to, to talk about um, children's art more, I was just on a, on spaces with uh, Top Doc Studios here, depositing um, the Flower Girls as well as our children's artwork into this Arctic vault um, in Norway. They're doing it um, this week, and it'll stay there for a thousand years. And say, you know, whatever happens to the artwork on you know, Amazon Cloud or in a great way, it'll be there for a thousand years. And, um, you know, uh, we we now have a collection of 550 plus um, artworks that we've collected from children between the ages of three and um, you know, 13, uh, which is probably the largest collection of children's artwork. And um, let's face it, that could not have happened in real life. 
Um, you know, for these children from different countries, we have children from Southeast Asia, we have children from North America, we have children from Europe and Central Asia. Um, for these children to be able to sell their artwork in real life at the age of five would have been absolutely impossible. So the only way um, we can, you know, we can do it is online through NFTs. And you know, the Flower Girls set aside five percent of profits from primary and secondary um, royalties, um, you know, to collect children's art. And that's where NFTs come in to help us give them, as you know, children, as artists, as you know, people who explore their creativity, um, give them a, a, a moral boost, give them you know that inspiration, motivation to continue exploring art, even if they do not become the next Trevor Jones. Um, you know, we will have have helped them. You know, um, you know, with, you know, with their creativity, and that's amazing. And the same with you know um, our charitable uh, um, donations. We we set aside twenty percent of the budget of uh, the profit, sorry, to donate to children's charities. Um, we are able. We've donated over half a million dollars so far, and we've been around for three months. You know, the only way we can do it is through NFTs. And the fact that you know we are able to make these donations through the Giving Block platform in crypto. You know, all of that is powered by NFTs. So I think that in itself is pretty amazing. Also, I just want to say we have a, an initiative called Drawing uh, Illustrations where children draw um, famous scientists and botanists. So there's like the science thing. We've had amazing people in our spaces and uh, the children receive all the money. It's on um, Polygon-matic, right? And mm -hmm. um, it's just been amazing. Like we had an amazing botanist on... Um, and she was, you know, she's saving lives with sweet potatoes. It was the most incredible spaces that you're just not expecting that to show up in an NFT, you know, That's really space, cool. really. It was super cool. It looks like we have uh, Ryan backstage. We can bring him on and let him introduce himself. And to, I guess just tell us what uh, where you fit in here. Uh, sure. Hey, um, I'm Ryan. I'm the, uh, what's my, my official title? I'm the the chief anthropotanical engineer I'm, I'm the developer um as we've moved forward um since the mint for the project um my main gig is uh is writing smart contracts and um getting those sorted out uh and also like we're we're getting ready to to start our seed economy um which is a whole uh, experience of cr cross-pollination and stuff it's it's gonna be really fun that's awesome the man after my own heart. I really like solidity in writing smart contracts. Uh, I do it as a hobby. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I might sound nerdy, but it's one of the coolest things I, I think I can do. So I'll, yeah, totally. I'll move over to Chris now. Awesome. Well, you know, we heard a little bit about um, Gary V, but I know that there also is some other, you know, big celebrities that found the Flower Girls, right? So I saw a shout out, you know, from Reese Witherspoon. We've got Ava Longoria. We've got Keith Grossman from Time, and we also have Brie Larson, uh, Captain Marvel herself, changing yeah. her profile picture on Twitter to a flower girl. So, guys, uh, on the Flower Girls team, I'll start with you. Um, what kind of validation does this bring to the project, and what was your reaction when you saw Brie Larson's Twitter account here? She punched Thanos, just so you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, oh, yeah. And she's a dog mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My own heart, lover. Who did? Sorry, I didn't hear who you said to start with. Whoever, whoever, whoever wants oh, to take a stab oh, at it, you can go, Jeff. Yeah, shoot we're it. Just, we are so thrilled. Like, 
obviously, you know, they all changed their PFPs um, the same day, which was wonderful. And it was kind of an initiative with Black History Month. We'd spoken to Hello Sunshine, but a lot of people thought there was payments and all of that it was nothing of the kind. They, you know, I'm sure are attracted by the charity component and obviously they are. So, but it's, it's, I think also we're talking this month about women projects and things like that. I think it really helps uh, the space because it makes people give another look. You know, there's a, there is suspicion around the NFT space and some doubt here and there. And I think if you've got people like Reese Witherspoon and Gwyneth Paltrow, Evil agree, amazing. Um, yeah, like uh, it just gives it some authenticity and a bit of safety, I think. And um, just obviously it's it's promotion too, but we were just so happy it was all organic and natural and um, we're really thrilled. They, yeah, they've been so supportive. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, when you see something that big organically happen, it yeah. really humbles Incredible. the biggest of our PR firms. <laughs> right? We usually yeah, and, get paid a lot of money to make stuff like that happen. Right, so. and I mean, that, that's, that just shows a go, uh, it just proves to show how cool the project is and how many people get behind it and like how people see the potential in it. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Sorry to interrupt you, Chris. I was just, that you're, is something. You're really more than cool. fine, Brian. Uh, I'll stick with Bill here for a minute. You know, obviously flower big community, you know, a, a strong following, but, but you know, does the role of those celebrity, these big backers, did that play in decision at all by Dolphin to, you know, get involved maybe, um, you know, with that validation and some of these big names being able to support future media initiatives down the road? You know, it's certainly nice to have, but I'm proud to say that we were already uh, talking and going to do our deal anyway. So uh, this came together very quickly, but I remember um, getting the call from uh, Allison Elba, who put us in touch, one of our, our best music publicists, and saying, uh, Flower Girls is having a moment right now. <laughs> that day. Um, but I think what attracted us, what attracted me and the Dolphin companies to this project is probably what attracted these celebrities very organically. I mean, it's very rare. I can tell you, I've been Dolphins a company I started 26 years ago, right? So I've been in Hollywood a while and it's very rare that you find the combination of tremendous IP, intellectual property, like this art is phenomenal, right? I think we can agree that Barbara is a, just a talented artist with a mission like they have. And and that charity component's no joke. And when we were getting down the, going down the path and, and $200,000 has been donated as a portion of what they've donated, to St. Jude Children's Hospital, right? I mean, that's a client of ours. And we know that hospital very well. And and I sit on the worldwide board of United Way, right? The world's largest charity. How did I get there? It's because of our work on children's charities. So it was just a natural blend of, and, and, and to this day, I get asked more often about our Nickelodeon shows, Zoe 101, Ned's Declassified, than I do about our James Bond movie we're promoting or Mission Impossible. It, and so, you know, a property like this that is donating to children's charities that could become a children's franchise itself or family entertainment, I mean, it was a home run for us. And that's what got us into it. Awesome. Love that, Bill. Um, 
Uh, so for everyone on here, you know, the, this, of course, the show is called The Roadmap. You know, it's a term that gets thrown out in NFT projects, right, of, you know, what's ahead, what's on the docket for the future. So we heard a little bit from Ryan of a couple things that are planned, but wondering, you know, if you guys can just give us an update, you know, what's ahead for Flower Girls holders and maybe also a little bit of color on being a Coinbase NFT marketplace launch partner and what that means. Um, whoever wants to kick us off here. Oh, everyone's gonna be shy now. <laughs> I'm getting hours on mute. Uh, but yeah, we're very excited about Coinbase. Uh, we've been talking to them for a while, but obviously announced last night. Uh, <clears throat> so that I mean, in itself is um, going to you know what have it obviously an impact on our plans and being a launch partner um, you know on the platform with you know, um, uh, you know unlimited number of um, users um, and, uh, 90 million or so of which at least seven eight million ex express their interest in the platform um, so that's going to be huge for us and obviously you know chances are the second generation of flower girls um, will drop on Coinbase, but that's to be confirmed. Um, so we're very, very excited about that and, um, and working with them to, you know, to shape how the collection will appear on, on the platform. And, you know, there are lots of very exciting things that are built into the launch partnership, as it were, um, which we'll keep sharing in the, in the next few weeks, days even. Um, but in terms of the roadmap, um, um, we have, well, apart from the usual giveaways and um, raffles and so on, uh, we'll, we will have the Flower Girls animated very soon. And um, some of our holders will receive a digital NFT frame with their Flower Girl coming to life and the, the companions flying around. Um, so that's going to be very exciting. Um, we, um, you know, I'm, I'm setting the, the dolphin partnership aside for one second. We do have the, the seeds and the seed economy, and Ryan can talk about that more. Um, um, so, you know, for, for those who did not, you know, have not followed um, our seed economy announcements, it will be somewhat similar um, in one sense to the book games um, that Gary has launched. Uh, um, so you will be able to collect seeds from your flower girls and you think about it, these are girls with flowers and they have insects and birds. So, you know, pollination is the obvious um, next step. And we have real live botanists who work with us to help establish, you know, how good a certain bird or a certain insect is at spreading pollen or seed. So, you know, it only takes one flower girl, you don't need to have two, you don't need to have, you know, uh, five. One flower girl, you will start getting seeds, and you'll be able to get use those seeds to uh, purchase cool stuff from the seed store. And you know, those who notice things behind me, I have the one mask um, um, that inspired the fairy flower girl mask, and I have the bust of Venus on the other side. So it will be physical objects, it will be NFTs, it will be allow list uh, spots, other collections. It will be really cool um, stuff. And then obviously some of these seeds will eventually make it to Venus. I mean, the whole point of, you know, the power goes that they are heading to Venus, uh, in the planet where you know, apparently all women are from. And, um, you know, on Venus, some of these seeds will blossom and grow into the second generation flower girls. Uh, but uh, Ryan can talk more about that because there's a lot of work. Uh, it's very technical, very detailed, and 
scientifically inspired, even if not scientifically accurate, 100% goes into it. And there's a whole team of people working on making it fun, gamified, and, you know, um, but yeah, but you know, as close to science, real science and botany as possible. Awesome. I, I wanted to ask real quick about the uh, the ghost flower girls while you were talking about the different uh, features and everything, because I think that's a really cool aspect of the project. And I wanted you kind of, you know, you don't have to talk a bunch about it, but just tell us what they're all about and why they're there and how they came about. They were a mistake. Um, one of you know one of several mistakes in the collection. So, Vovara, Vovara um, would so. We now have a tool that exports all the layers from Vivara's PSD files and puts them into the software, which is, you know, we custom made the software uh, for the gen generation of the entire 10K collection. And but in the early days, you would have to manually export all the layers and give them to the developer. So uh, Vivara sometimes would ask her son, who's um, I mean, who's 12 at the time, to help her with the, with the layers. And he would do that, and one time, he mislabeled the layer for, um, for the face. Um, so the generation came out with these girls who did not have faces. And we sort of shared, shared them with the community, you know, as just a fun thing to look at. Um, and everyone loved it. Everyone said, oh, we'd love those. We'd love to have them in the final 10K. Um, so we thought, okay, great, well, we'll do 13. Uh, it'll be quite you know, exclusive and limited supply. And then one of our um, um, early um, Discord team is one of the botanists. The botanists are the 17 members, I think 14 at the moment. So we keep adding some of them to the team. But they were the founding members of our Discord and really helped you know, brainstorm the roadmap and you know, really helped us establish the community. And one of them came back from a scientific expedition to, you know, it was an island off the Philippines uh, where they looked at bats. You know, they studied bats and their behavior. And he shared the photos of bats with us. Absolutely terrifying, but also quite cool. And everyone thought, okay, the ghost flower girls have to have bats. And this is how, you know, we now have the ghost flower girls with our faces and with bats. So, you know, a lot of the features in the, in the 10K were generally <laughs> and these have sold for whatever 20 ETH or something crazy, but yeah, they're very popular. Awesome. And that one is that one is not for sale. That's oh, Vicky. That's don't even Vicky's. look at it. No one Vicky looked at it. One. Yeah, we gotta yeah. just hide that one. Yeah, don't don't even look at <laughs> it. I see you guys in the chat eyeballing it. Oh don't. man. All right, guys. Well, we are we are out of time, but I know Brian's got one last question. This has been so oh, exciting. We're definitely going to have to bring everyone back, you know, for more updates on Flower Girls and also you, Bill, you know, to talk about your experience and history in the NFT space. Oh, yeah. I'll turn it over to Brian for the last question here mm -hmm. to wrap things up. Yeah. I do want to mirror, uh, say exactly what Chris said. It was awesome getting to talk with all you. Bill, it was awesome getting to talk with you too because I've I've been following Dolphin Entertainment. And like I said earlier, I think it's amazing that you you knew about the forefront of entities, got ahead of it, and are now kind of spearheading and pioneering that whole thing. Now to my last question because we are out of time, and that's probably my mistake. But what is each one of your guys' favorite traits? If you could pick one trait, what is each one of your favorite traits of the Flower Girl project? I and we'll start with you, and then we'll go down the line. Magenta. Just magenta. Oh, like it. All right. Magenta hair. 
Magenta mm. Venus is Vicky's. She's known as Magenta Whale. <laughs> She's got them all, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess with uh, my probably, I think the the fairies. Um, I have one as my PFP. She is just so awesome and powerful, and the mask, but the fairy with the mask. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be my favorite for sure. By the way, can I just quickly add that tomorrow we've got Jim, Jimmy Connors coming on our space. He's a holder. And uh, so that'll be pretty cool, 12 o'clock Eastern, if you don't mind me just throwing oh, that out there. Shout it out. Awesome. Bill? I'm going to cheat the answer because I was so enamored by it. Charity, charity, <laughs> charity. You had me at kids' charity. That's my favorite attribute of flower girls. <laughs> but you know, some of these other ones are pretty cool, too. And what, <clears throat> since I know what's coming, I don't trust myself not to uh, oh, I got slip you. up and give away All one right. that's not out. <laughs> oh, and cherry okay. earrings. Cherry earrings. Those are. I'm a fan of those too. They're quite rare. Awesome. Yeah, that's Bill's favorite too. <laughs> <laughs> well, since Which charity is, is already taken, I mean the hermit crab earrings are pretty cool. But I would say the ruffs. The ruffs. Um, there, there's the Elizabethan, the Shakespearean ruffs. I mean, the, these are absolutely amazing in the detail. I mean, we have some process videos that you know show how how the bar did those. And these are absolutely amazing. And the colors, the colors as well, which were sort of taken from um, classical uh, portraits. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, the white, the white roughs. I mean, there we have, I mean, 30 or 40 of those, and they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, and you don't really get that, really. But, you know, if you go into the National Portrait Gallery in, let's say, London or any other major city, you would recognize a lot of the elements. Uh, that Bavara used as inspiration. And yeah, the Hermit Crab earrings. Yes, there we go. <laughs> that one's got it all. <clears throat> yeah, yeah Ryan. that one's stunning. Oh, I think you're muted, Ryan, it looks like. Oh, still so can't hear you. Vinny will we'll say the roughs. I think Vinny agrees with the roughs, too. He likes Ryan those. will probably say seeds are his favorite since we can't hear him. <laughs> Ryan, I think you're muted. Ryan, no, Ryan we still can't hear you. It doesn't look like you're muted. Yeah, try one more time here, Ryan. Maybe he can write it in the chat. Yeah, you can type it in the in the chat and we can we can read it here, either the private chat or the YouTube chat. We we want to make sure you get an opinion here. Mantis Mantis on our team loves the blue, the Venus. Um, shout out to him. The Bird, Bird of Paradise, paradise oh. Ryan said. There we go. Yeah, we've got one of those. Yeah, they're awesome. Once again, it's something that the community suggests. I can't remember if it was Ryan or someone else, but someone asked for the uh, for the Bird of Paradise flower and Bavara did it. So, you know, a lot, a lot of the elements were suggested and requested by the community. Awesome. Well, uh, guys, sorry, we are out of time. I mean, this went by so fast. We're definitely going to have to have you back as you have, you know, much more to share. So big shout out to the Flower Girls team for joining us today on the roadmap and also Bill O'Dowd from Dolphin Entertainment, which is publicly traded. That's ticker DLPN for anyone uh, following along with stocks. And speaking of stocks, we do have a show coming up on Benzinga's YouTube here. Uh, <laughs> covering some big movers today so stay tuned everyone don't go anywhere and if you have not already please like the stream subscribe to benzinga's youtube channel and share this Follow video everybody. and the great flower girls team with everyone out there thanks again everyone for joining us thanks on so much the roadmap thank, yeah. you. thank you thank you guys bye bye